2: It was a long week for the House of Representatives. Ang daming nangyari, but where is it all headed?
1: At para sa inyong mga huli sa balita, nagka-COVID si Donald Trump.
2: Wala po sa Quezon City. Ako si Robby Alampay, Puma Podcast.
1: At ako si Inday Espinavarona. It's October 5. Ito ang Teka-Teka, balita para sa mga huli sa balita.
2: Tekateka, before we proceed, if you're listening to Tekateka, Teka, then chances are you already also know about Puma Podcast. But please be aware that we have also now put Tekateka Teka on its own channel wherever you podcast. So if you wanna binge just the news, please do follow Tekateka. Teka. But continue to follow Puma Podcast because as you know, Maramita yung ginagawa na iba pang mga proyekto.
1: Rab, pag-usapan nga natin yung Congress, yung House of Representatives. no? Ang dami naman ng doon, gulo-gulo.
2: Yeah, oo nga. And ironically, it starts with a basic complaint by Lord Alan Velasco na bakit walang nangyayari? Specifically, yung usapan na mag-turnover ng speakership between House Speaker Alan Peter Cayetano and Lord Alan Velasco. This refers to the 1521 arrangement na pinag-uusapan. Yung 1521 refers to dapat 15 months na Speaker muna si Alan Peter Cayetano and then after that, 21 months si Lord Alan Velasco. The 15 months of Speaker Alan Peter Cayetano should be up by the middle of this October. At jan nag-uumpisa lahat ng gulo. Kat Ventura spoke to Inquirer reporter DJ Yap to try to clarify things for us.
3: Robbie and I, biglang nabuhay ang House of Representatives last week. Nandiyan yung balita ng surprise, resignation ni Cayetano na hindi naman actually natuloy because majority of the lawmakers voted to keep him as Speaker. And then there's also the ouster of Deputy Speaker Mikey Romero and that viral video of Congressman Lord Alan Velasco on social media in which he called out Cayetano for not honoring their term-sharing agreement. And so we talked to Inquirer reporter DJ Yap to get his insights on these.
0: My name is DJ Yap. I cover currently the House of Representatives. Itong mga recent developments, yung meeting with the president, itong offer of resignation ni Speaker Kaitano. I don't think these were really unexpected. Kumbaga, it's par for the course in the House of Representatives. We have to remember that these people are politicians, they know the name of the game, basically. So I don't think anybody was really shocked na may ganto And in fact, yung ouster ni Deputy Speaker Michael Romero was not the first time. In March, in a Residency, Deputy Speaker Doyle Yachon, one of the loyalists of Congressman Velasco from his post as Deputy Speaker. And Congressman Isidro Ungab was also removed from the Appropriations Committee on the same day. So he was replaced by Congressman Eric Yap. So meron ng ganong Movement, so to speak. And, nayon, parating na yung October 14, which is the supposed turnover of the leadership, I think everybody was kind of expecting that something's going to happen.
3: DJ says there are many layers to this story, but what really prompted it now was the 2021 budget. Because the same thing pretty much happened two years ago when lawmakers were trying to draft the 2019 budget. And you will remember this, ito yung bago magsimula yung ni Duterte. Ni GMA as Speaker si Pantaleon Alvarez. So it just so happened that this time around, down the pandemic, attempts to change the leadership is proving to be a challenge.
0: Definitely, everything is going to the advantage of the incumbency. If you think about it, si ba nakikit natin sa floor, everybody on the floor that we're looking at are people from the camp of Speaker Cayetano. Wala tayong nakikitang bosses from. Congressman Velasco's point, because they can control whoever is on the floor right now. They can control who speaks on Zoom. They can control who can address the body. So that's why uh, nakita natin last Friday, Congressman Velasco came out with a video in which he talked about uh, what happened last Tuesday in the meeting with the president, and he accused Speaker Ketan of lying about the agreement between the two of them. Also, the other way that the pandemic has, is affecting these Developments is that, mahirap maggrupo-grupo yung mga congressmen. In the past, para magtawag lang survivor, kain nilang maggrupo-grupo sa isang restaurant and then they can start, you know, plotting, you know, or trying to to orchestrate a coup or whatever a scenario may be on their minds. Ngayon mahirap. Anakatulong sa sa host nispira kay tani yung pandemic and that's a hurdle that Congressman Velasco will have to pass if he wants to win the speakership by October 14, or perhaps even later.
3: Now, reporters like DJ, who have been covering this beat for years, are not new to the maneuverings in Congress, and so he gave us three scenarios on how this story could develop in the coming days.
0: There are only basically three scenarios that can happen as October 14 approaches. The first one, the obvious, which is the status quo, that Speaker Keitano will be able to keep his hold on power. And front of the challenge from Congressman Velasco. He has a formidable coalition right now. Diyan Nacionalista, National Unity Party, Liberal Party, and if my sources are right, meron din siyang tulong from Senator Bongo. And the second scenario would be that somehow Congressman Velasco will be able to muster the numbers that he needs to be elected as the next speaker. Now he has right now a uh, medyo kulang in numbers niya. He has PDP Laban behind him, the Nationalist People's Coalition. But I guess most, his most important relationship or political relationship is his friendship with the people who are close to President Diderite. And I'm talking about the mayor of Davao. So ultimately, ang mangyayari is, is, Mayor Sarah going to act? Is she going to do something about what's happening right now? I've been trying to get a comment from her in the past couple of days and only reply Managed to get so far is no comment. The third scenario is that maybe a dark horse will, you know, throw a wrench into everything. You know, Baka in the heat of the battle for the speakership, maaring a third force could emerge. I'm not saying that, meron na ngayon, but that's always a possibility because gano- it's not unheard of na suddenly maybe it's Remember, the speakership. It's always won by election. It's not a coronation na ililipat lang from one to another. There always has to be an election that will determine the leader.
2: Maraming salamat, Kat Ventura.
1: Now, in the past weeks, Rob, may isa pang matunog na storya. Ito yung issue of SALEN, or Statements of Assets, Liabilities, and Network. Kasi alam naman natin, pinag-uusapan ito lagi kapag binabanggit yung freedom of information.
2: That's right. And this is an issue because Ombudsman Samuel Martires has issued new rules on who can request for these salens These guidelines drastically restrict public access to these very important statements. Mahalaga ang salen because ito yung pagbabasihan natin, hindi naman ng pag-aakusa. But it gives us a tool to monitor the lifestyle of our public officials.
1: That's right, especially when there's a sudden jump in wealth.
2: A sudden drop or a sudden rise. In any case, Tricia Aquino tells us more.
4: Indi Robbie, I talked to someone who has actually been requesting public official salens year after year and across
5: administrations at that. I am Florine Simon. I am currently heading the Philippine Center for Investigative Journalism. Florine says
4: the first thing we should remember when talking about salens is nasa batas siya, Republic Act 6713 to be exact, or the Code of Conduct and Ethical Standards for Public Officials and Employees.
5: Ang PCIJ naging praktis niya sa mahabang panahon yung pagkuhan ng kopya ng SALEN taon-taon at hindi uubra na isang SALEN lang ang kopya mo kundi dapat meron kang kopya across the years para makita mo kung meron bang biglang spy sa wealth or meron bang pag-liquidate ng assets. Kung may mga pagkakataong dinideclare nilang nag-divest sila ng properties, reflected bayan sa SARN, etc. Kaya din mula nung pinatupad ang 6713, nakapaglabas na kami ng serye ng Wealth of Presidents. Walang palya kasi gusto nating tingnan lahat ng presidente. Gaano ka-sinsero na ang yaman ng ating mga public officials ay hindi nagmumula sa kabanang bayan.
4: Pero lately, accessing the sal ends of public officials is becoming more difficult.
5: Unti-unti, nagrestrict na sila sa public access. So, ang makukuha mo na lang ay mga summary ng kanilang sal and filing. Ibig sabihin, hindi mo na makikita yung detalye, malalaman mo na lang kung ano yung net worth. When I say summary, ano ang lumalabas na information, makikita mo na lang total figures ng assets. Sometimes they break it down to real and personal properties, total figures ng liabilities, and then yung computation ng network. So kung dati makikita mo kung meron ba silang cash, meron ba silang sasakyan, meron ba silang jewelry, meron bang bahay, may lupa, may condo unit, ngayon wala lang ganoon. So figures na lang ang makikita mo, total figures na lang ang makikita mo.
4: The funny thing is, Congress was among the first to restrict access to sal ends. Sila yung una sa mga nagbigay ng summaries na lang. But, they themselves were the ones who crafted RA 6713. Ang judiciary, mahigpit din. The Supreme Court itself restricts access to sal ends. And now, we have the new rules of the Ombudsman.
5: Even yung office of the Ombudsman, nagsimula silang... Magbago ng procedures dati rate you can request online you just need to file a request and then send it via email pero at one point nagbigay sila ng guidelines na you have to be filing physically that means if you're requesting for documents for silence of public officials based in Mindanao, uh, dapat sa Mindanao kama for filing request.
4: Lalo pang na-complicate ang usapin ng access noong pinatupad yung Data Privacy
5: Act. So, i-release nila yung dokumento raw as it was submitted pero may reductions. Redactions included yung cost, yung halaga ng properties, tapos yung address noong mga properties na ito tapos yung kanilang tax identification number which actually post problems kasi paano pa kung ito na nga lang yung information na binibigay sa pero ang daming mga nakatagong figures so ang hirap i-validate kung tama
1: maraming salamat Trish Aquino
2: okay now let's talk about stories going on around the world specifically the biggest news in the international arena U.S. President Donald Trump and First Lady Melania testing positive for COVID-19. I feel much better now. We're working hard to get me all the way back. I have to be back and I look forward to finishing up the campaign the way it was started and the way we've been doing.
1: Now that's right. It was one of the biggest news last week, no? Because Trump tweeted about it and of course people are talking about it because napaka-ironic. For months, Trump has downplayed COVID, his mocked safety guidelines, health guidelines, and is even jeered at people who wear masks at the White House and, of course, his Democratic rival, Joe Biden. E and a lot of people are saying, you've brought this on yourself and on the people around you.
2: Mm, and as of this weekend, the story became a little bit more serious. He had not only tested positive, He was actually hospitalized. There were at least two episodes we are hearing from reports from White House reporters that he actually needed two bouts of, let's call it, oxygen supplementation or oxygen therapy. And that's one of the biggest questions because they also feel like the language that the military doctors have been giving the American public have been somewhat vague. So there are questions now about the health of Trump. And there are now questions as well about the transparency of the Trump administration. Over the course of his illness, the president has experienced two episodes of transient drops in his oxygen saturation. We debated the reasons for this and whether we'd even intervene. It was a determination of the team, based predominantly on the timeline from the initial diagnosis, that we
1: initiate dexamethasone.
2: The latest, of course, is they're saying the president could be released from the hospital, but questions remain. Just because he's released, does that mean that we know all that we need to know about the state of his health? And with elections drawing near, analysts in the United States are also asking, what does this mean for the upcoming elections in the U.S. come November? Now, speaking of the pandemic, our COVID Corner is releasing another episode tomorrow. Joshua Quinone spoke with Professor Guido David of the UP Okta Research Group about flattening the curve.
0: If we want to be precise, we can just say that we are reducing the number of new cases each day. If we look at the trend in the number of new cases here for NCR, the number of new cases are actually decreasing So for three weeks straight. And... The reproduction number has decreased to less than one. Catch this
2: episode of COVID Corner on the Teca Teca channel wherever you listen. And before we end, uh, Inday, time once again. Can you guess who is speaking here?
4: Today, we celebrate a great victory. We declare our victory over COVID-19 the destroyer of our lives, the destroyer of our economy, and of our way of life and society. But we will not allow COVID-19 to destroy our children's education and their future.
1: Oh, I heard that. But friends, if you know what we're talking about, message us at our Teka, Teka Facebook page.
2: At nahulaan niyo ba ang ating mystery sound? In our last episode...
1: I just want to offer to my uh, colleagues
2: stability, stability in the leadership. My type of leadership would be a, I'll be a consensus builder.
1: Yes, Rob, that's Marin representative Lord Alan Velasco. He said that in an interview on ANC in 2019, noong una siyang nagpakita ng intentions to become house speaker.
2: And Indai, that rounds us back to the first topic we talked about in this newscast. Again, it just reminds us na magulo pa, masalimood pa itong usapan. We will see by October 14, that's one of the first crucial dates to see where the intramurals in the House of Representatives are all headed. Follow our page, Teka Teka, for more news stories and puma podcast for more updates on our other podcasts. Muli, ako po si Robbie Alampay, puma podcast.
1: At ako si Inday
2: Teka-teka, Like Puma Podcast is available on Spotify, Anchor, Stitcher, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, or kung saan man kayo Puma Podcast. This episode was produced by our executive producer, Kat Ventura. It was edited by Mark Casillan.
1: With reports from Trisha Aquino. Maraming salamat po.